0: Yo, 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 y'all. You're tuned in to the sort of Find Your Hustle Podcast, where other top hustlers teach you how they hustle their way to the top through free game. Taking these legal chances so we could do these side of baby money dancing, y'all.
1: Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Hustle podcast. I am your host, Mark McCourty, and I'm here with Harvey Specter, aka
0: Simda here. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Mark. Guys, our podcast is officially live on every platform. Everywhere. So it's official. Everywhere. Man, make sure you check it out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. If you're uh against the grain kind of guy, we're on Break Breaker. What where else are we on, Mark?
1: Well, we're on Breaker, we're on Pocket Cast, we're on Radio Public, we're on the website. We are everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere.
0: We got the RSS feed on the website.
1: We got the RSS feed on the website. Takes you to Anchor. Send us a message on Anchor. Get yourself on the podcast
0: as well. That's what we want to see, man. That's what we want to see. Listen, we are trying to get on the Apple podcast new and noteworthy list. We would appreciate subscriptions, reviews. Make sure you listen to the podcast. Make sure you tell us how you feel about it. If you have any recommendations, if you have any topics you want discussed, make sure you tell us. But let's get straight into it. We have a important guest today, a very long-time friend of mine, Mehdi Asheri. Mehdi, tell us a little bit about who you are.
2: Well, hey, uh, my name is Medhi Ashari. I'm in my final year medical school and um, I just wanted to basically discuss how I got into the position I'm in now, what my plans are to come back to the NHS and what are my uh, aspirations, basically. What do I want to specialize in to hopefully help someone who's just done their A-levels or is planning on going to university to give them some insight. So, yeah. Okay, so...
1: What's really interesting about Mehdi's story. Can I just say you made the gang very proud. Um, <laughs> but what's really interesting with Mehdi's story is that Mehdi moved away to Europe. He left the soil behind. He moved away to Europe to pursue his dreams of becoming a doctor. So tell us a little bit about, tell us how you got to Europe. To start with tell us how you got there what was that transition like moving away from the uk
2: um so basically to get, the reason i ended up going to europe was come a level resort stay um, i basically had the option of studying optometry at aston or uh, taking a year out and reapplying for medicine because i didn't exactly get the grades i needed to uh, but luckily what i had done was apply uh, simultaneously for a European university, which specifically was in Bulgaria. And, um, I had my place there. So I just basically decided to go for Bulgaria after speaking with some friends and family. And I, I think it was the best decision because that was my primary goal when I was doing A levels. Um, but just going back to your question, how was it in when I was there? I mean, at, at the start, it was quite, uh, scary, you know, cause as an 18 year old kid who, has never left England. Let's say, um, it was new to me, a new language, new people, new society, new currency. Um, but I think slowly, slowly you can kind of fit in. I mean, I'm sure you've guys like had experience as well, being in different countries and different cultures, cause we're mm-hmm. moving out for university. I mean, same. you can relate with me sort of, no?
0: Yeah. I mean, I bounced around countries as a kid, but with university, it was like, I was, I was a kid who grew up in Birmingham. And I ended up going to Lancaster, which was as far north as you can go, pretty much in England. Yeah. And it's, it's it was a whole different society. Like Lancaster was its own little bubble of society. There's loads of international students. Um, it was different. It was different. I was so used to how things were done in Birmingham, and then I'm in Lancaster, and everything's changed. So I can't even imagine what that would be like to then go to a whole different country. Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you speak? Do you speak
2: any Bulgarian? Ash? Just, just, just like. Well, oh, that's a bit of a tricky question. I think uh, for medicine, I speak it enough in order to do my uh, history taking, so speaking to the patients, basically, and getting information out of them. Say, how do
0: you say heart attack in
2: Bulgaria? Oh, man. <laughs> I know how to say heart, bro. I don't know how to say attack, and <laughs> <laughs> I just point to the heart. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, I know how to basically do the medical history and right? the terminology in, in, in Bulgarian. I can go to the shops and just say, so, yo, where's the milk, man? I need some milk. <laughs> you know, the basics. Where's the bread? Uh, why are you here? You know, the, I can't sit down and converse as I am with you right now. In yeah. Bulgarian, like, in that sort of fluency. It's a bit too advanced for me. But there are some students who did some, put some effort into it, and um, they are able to do it, but it's, it just wasn't for me, you know. I can I can do it enough to do my work, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. So medicine, it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those three immigrant family. Make sure you become a doctor. Make sure you definitely
1: ethnic, sir. Definitely, it, yeah. it is, isn't it? And definitely
0: like, with me with law, I didn't. Bec- I didn't get into law necessarily because my parents pushed into me into, pushed me into it. But it wasn't like a lifelong passion, you know. I wasn't like I wasn't at I wasn't four years old watching what was that what was the legal shows when i was four i don't know John judy <laughs> Suits, is I don't think Judge judy 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 i didn't
1: see no Judge judy but like
0: <laughs> for you was medicine something that you grew up liking was it something that you um adopted as a when you were 16 17 was it something that your family pushed you into how was it
2: i guess individually for me i, I didn't want to be a doctor I mean, our parents had some form of influence, you know, just them saying you need to become a doctor or you should become a doctor does put some seeds you know, in place. But passion wise, I don't think I wanted to do it until I started doing A-levels. Um, no. I was always the type of person I wanted to be the best version of myself. And I just knew I was good at sciences. So at the time, I thought, you know, the best of the sciences to go into is to do medicine or dentistry. And I had more passion for the human body as a whole. So I thought medicine, but, you know, I think once you start the career path itself, so when, once I started university, I think the passion grew. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just,
0: just just to touch on that a little bit more, because I feel like a lot of people that I have conversations with, Mark, I don't know about you as well, Yeah, but like a lot of people that I have conversations with, I rarely meet somebody who's in, in a career now at either 23 to 30 years old and says, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to do this career. How did you like... Discover in at the between the ages of sixteen and eighteen like what was that what was that mental journey like because there's a lot of kids right now who are sixteen who yeah. are lost yeah they, they yeah, have no idea yeah
2: how do, how was that sort of mental ev- evolution if we can call it how was that for you I think what I would suggest is first have your options open to you so you need to know are you going to do a science science based career or are you going to do something that's completely different let's say like drama. So, I mean, you can't be jumping like, yeah, I want to be a doctor, <laughs> but I want to be an actor. I'm going to be a bit part-time doctor and a part-time Brad Pitt. I don't know. You need to choose. Listen, to, uh, do you,
0: yeah. listen I, I can't allow the demotivation
2: of young actors, man. No, man. <laughs> listen, don't get you wrong you guys...
0: It if you want to be an actor, you chase your dream, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But what I mean is like, don't go exactly tunnel vision and say, yeah, I need to be, I want to be a pediatric cardiologist. Don't go too specific. Say, okay, to do that, I need to do medicine, for example, or I need to do biomedical sciences and maybe get into medicine after it. So go in the right way is important, but be sort of not too vague, but not too specific. So I say, are you a science man? Are you a, are you someone who likes, I don't know, like philosophy Yeah, so in that specific way and then have your options open to you? So, like I said, I knew I was good at sciences. Um, so I had like options like pharmacy, optometry, medicine. I, you know, I had my uh, variety there to choose. And then once I chose one, then I, I guess your passion grows more and more. So if you're in your second year uni, basically, and um, you feel like you're not too interested in what you're doing, there's no issue with dropping out and going and changing back to something else that you feel like you have more of a passion for because to have the passion is the main thing. You don't want to be a 90, sorry, not a 90 year old man going to job (laughs) job. I mean, you don't want to be like 40 waking up and saying, Oh, come on, why do I have to go work today? If you, I mean, if you're waking up and you're happy about going to your job, then that's what you want to have. Um, But I guess go into something that you have passion for and something that's quite similar. And then just see how you go through it. If you don't like it, then I guess drop back. Um, it's not as bad as we seem to think about Think about it as it is. There's so many students in medicine that drop out in first year, second year, because they say it's just not for me. Um, mm. The workload and things like this. I mean, look at Steve Jobs and, uh, you know, the people who created Apple, for example, um, or the, I think the person who made Facebook, they dropped out of Union. they went into something else completely different.
0: Them, them, uh, boys, them boys dropped out of Harvard, though.
2: It, yeah that's true Um oh, that's it, very true that's, that's very true there's levels to drop <laughs> <stuff. laughs> yeah there's levels to the drop but i mean like it's about the passion uh, i don't know if you guys heard the steve's drops uh, one of the graduation speeches that he said really? he said if you was it was it uh, did you hear it uh, yeah I, I know
1: i know the one you're referring to
2: he was just saying like yeah if if today was the last day of your life would you want to go to the workplace that you are going to go to for example are you around the people that you love truly? And if it's not, then you need to ask yourself, am I why? doing the right thing? Why am I doing this? If, yeah. if I wouldn't do it on my last day of life, why would I do it now? And um, this is what I'm advocating. So go into something you have a passion for. Is it science? Is it drama? Is it What is it? And then have a variety of options open to you and then just try out. If you don't like it, drop out and try something else. It's, there's no problems with it.
1: But and you know what, Ash? For, I, really, I really do love that
2: because... I myself, I champion these
1: alternative routes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mr. Like, apprenticeship over here. <laughs> Mr. Apprenticeship. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Find Your Hustle. I champion these apprenticeship routes. I champion sort of not necessarily going against the grain, but doing what you love doing. And, um, I'm a big believer in not letting things limit you. And you mentioned, um, that you got to Bulgaria. Um, but you didn't quite have the grades. Yeah, you'd have to, you know, redo a year. But could you give, um, you know, the young people some details?
2: Yeah, I'm sort yeah. of.
1: Yeah, yeah. So just give them some details on sort of, uh what processes took you to Europe for anyone out there interested in, you know, studying medicine? Because we, we, we all, you know, we've we've seen the news bubble around. We've seen the farce that happened with the grades. Yeah. Just now we've seen, yeah. you know, three A stars go to A, B, B. So mm-hmm. give us a little bit of whatever
2: administrational powers that be that took you to. So w- when when I said I didn't have the grades to do it, I don't mean there was like a huge gap. So I didn't end up leaving with like, you know, E's and F's. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dis- yeah. <laughs> so there's a disclaimer there, you know, you need to have the mental capacity to do it. But again, going back to A-level results, this is a not whole nother topic to discuss. I don't think a grade defines how intellectual you are as an individual. You can and go... Not at all. at all. It doesn't. You can, you can agree with me on this. Like There's people in my university with Ds, but they're much better students than those who got like A-star, like A, B, for example, in A-levels. So, um, but for me, individually, I, I got two As and a B, and um, you needed three As minimum at the time to study medicine. But there were some other options at the time so i don't know if you know about access to birmingham a- or, uh, atb scheme so do, do you know anything about this one
0: yeah 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 quite a few people uh-huh. is is actually quite useful isn't it yeah it
2: was, yeah it was like uh, not
0: for me <laughs> no, <laughs> but...
1: mama had a degree boys so you know, oh yeah she, she oh, migrated yeah. she had a degree ah. so i i wasn't eligible you reek, uh-huh.
2: you reek <laughs> of privilege bucket. <Mark. laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so that, that was one of the criteria i think for the a to b scheme you should be the first person in your family to go to university you should have grown up in a underprivileged area or went to an underprivileged school i mean simran you could tell me more about uh you know wash with East and growing up in wash with
0: man wash with hey. <laughs> you you lived like two minutes away from there, didn't you yeah of course but it, it
1: wasn't true. my side.
0: Washington Heath Was an interesting Washington Heath Was more than An interesting place man Washington Heath Was the second Worst ranked school At the time that Me and you started Right Jeez 2008
2: Let that sink in Second ranked Second worst It
0: it wasn't like It wasn't like There was a big gap (laughs) You were competing For that spot Weren't you (laughs) I was
1: competing For that gap We were like Challenging for that title
2: (laughs) Yeah
0: And it was yeah, it was it was crazy, man. Like uh people, people weren't expected to go to go into higher education. People weren't expected to be leaving with any kind of serious degrees. It was just can we try to keep you from getting a criminal record and keep you contained? Jeez. It was it was, it was crazy. I mean it was really fun, I must say that. <laughs> it was very fun. It was really fun, but in terms of like if would I want my child to go there? would you do I, do I do i think it would stunt their intellectual growth their ability to get into different fields I, yeah definitely mm.
2: but here yeah. we are right beating the odds exactly um but just going back to your original question just to answer in a few lines um yeah so i didn't have to graze i was just slightly off there was a, a lot of the students who did come there were slightly off um And basically the requirements at the time was you needed three B's to study uh, in in that uni, which is amazing because three B's probably won't even get you to do pharmacy in, I don't know, University of Birmingham. So, yeah, Uh, but honestly, those A-level results that did not define intellectual ability at all. I got two A's and a B. I have friends who got A star, A, B. So there was even better than me, but slightly off. Or there was people who came with like, I I think some D's and C's. There were some exceptions. And honestly, those students, you know, I, I think it's like when you hit rock bottom, you can only go upwards. So they, they already tasted defeat, I can say, in a way. Mm-hmm. And, um, their work ethic and, you know, their, you know, let's say their view on how to study and how much to study was completely different to someone else. Uh, they, they were grinders basically, and they just smashed uni basically. So those results don't mean anything, but yeah, the requirement was slightly less.
0: you know this there's some this there's an interesting point there i think uh i I must have listened to this clip um i actually can't pinpoint exactly who it was speaking with but it was a ceo of some big company and she was saying something along the lines of um she prefers to hire people who have come from a background of struggle um and her her argument was that People who come from a difficult background, so for example, all of us are first gen immigrants um and we all went to difficult schools um the environment was difficult uh I mean, I guess the word people use now is toxic, but that's essentially what it was Do, do you think that has any kind of bearing on who you are as a person, how you approach things, your drive, your ambitions uh most definitely um I can say definitely in like, my
1: case. I've been poor, and you know what I say. Yeah, I've, 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 I've been poor in the UK, and I've seen poor life in Jamaica. It is not where I want to be.
0: Mm.
1: Going forward, I will do everything in my power to not be on the poor side of the fence. Definitely, man. Right, but in some weird way, when I get kids, I would like them to know what the struggle is. Yeah, exactly. How do I teach that? it's going to be something for another day, but I know that I definitely do not want to
2: be on this side of the fence yeah. 10 years time. Yeah. 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 I think for my case, um, what I can add to this is I agree 110% with what Mark said. Um, just to put to perspective, my point of view and what happened to me when I went to uni, because the uni fees I had to pay myself. So I mean, Sim, you know, that I'm not like the bill. The, I don't know the Bill gates. of <laughs> Or Sharif, I guess <laughs> I wasn't poor but I wasn't rich and I wouldn't really put myself as middle class I'd, I'd say like I was towards the poorer side mm-hmm. um, but once uni started you know all these fees I had to pay and I would say all of the savings my parents had make made in their entire life they put up for me and that's quite something personal to me like every time I would study I had that burden on my shoulders that Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing it for my immediate family. There's a lot of eyes on me. Is what am I doing now, basically? You know? mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you know, but my mom actually en- ended up taking a, a job. So she didn't used to work. Um, she took a job to help out with the uni fees. My dad was working. I mean, they're at an age now where they shouldn't be working. You know, the hair's white, and they're doing this for me. And I feel like I have an obligation not only to myself, but more to them uh, out of respect to get myself on the right side of the fence, as Mark said, but get them on the right side of the fence. Yeah. You know,
0: Uh, I I, I completely agree. Again, it's just like, for me, I grew up quite poor. And it was, when when I was growing up, I just always felt like I had a point to prove because you guys knew me when i was younger man like i, I was a difficult kid <laughs> yeah. i was i was, I was trouble but i i always just had my head screwed on a little bit so i knew i knew some things but i also was trouble and because i was trouble um a lot of the teachers around me a lot of the adults around me were kind of like yeah this guy nah just go away go away you're gonna cause problems we don't want you here and i just felt like i had a point to prove and especially when I started to get into college and uni and post-grad, it, it's just, I've just felt this necessity to prove this point that mm. no matter how, no matter what I was like as a kid, no matter how difficult I've grown up, no matter what the financial ability my family or my mom had, I now want to be the one who changes that. I now want to be the one who says, okay, that's the past. Let's move forward to the future on the right side of the fence. Yeah. It's a, big, it's, it's, it's a big burden that our generation has though
1: yeah oh we oh what's 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 it on social media we gotta break the generational curses
0: the generational yeah. curses it's a big burden and you know what we're all up for it yeah you know? now I'm bro or die trying or we die trying <laughs> yeah exactly. we're, we're up to 50
2: but i think this whole you know upbringing and background that all three of us has it definitely like if you can endure those difficulties from a young age then you know, it goes back to what you're saying. So that CEO that, that's looking for these backgrounds to hire individuals, what other difficulties are gonna to be too hard? You know, if you faced all these things, I'm sure these have strengthened you enough to face further difficulties in your future, right? Mm. Lads, 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 what, what
1: we have in common because of our background is that we're problem solvers. Mm. Yeah. We we are we are definitely problem solvers. To go somewhere and you ain't got money, you find your way there. How?
2: Mm. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You can't even explain how you solve that problem, but we're we're problem solvers. But let's not make this a pity party. This is to <laughs> celebrate Ash's yeah. extraordinary achievement of Ashley, you, you, you technically left the ends. Oh no, no, no. I'm, you far. Got, I'm a, You're I'm gone, bro.
2: You've got you've got you've got you've gone you've
1: almost gone clear.
2: Yeah, no, I'm still, every time I actually come back from uni, I'm still, literally, my house is still in Moshadis. Uh, <laughs> For now. It. I do see the, 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 you know, the fellow brothers running <laughs> outside Westcott. The gang members. The gang members, yeah all what they should have be doing. But, Ash, Ash if, yeah. if,
0: I, if I could take you back to the, um, sort of, the, the, medical, the medical side of this whole thing. So, um, you said that during your college days you you avoided being tunnel visiony and you just said yeah. okay i'm good at sciences medicine is kind of what i want to go to yeah. um has that developed when you when you're in uni? are you more tunnel vision now do you know what you want to? yeah do?
2: yeah exactly um so i knew i was good at sciences like you said i went down a science route i thought was the best science to do in, in uni and that was medicine so once you do medicine i guess your passion grows more and more i think you can say the same with law once yeah. you start doing law by the thir- by the time you were in third year law were you more interested in law than when when you were in your first year law right yeah exactly so it's the same thing for me almost i mean i enjoyed it more and more and then as soon as the patient interactions began in third year i mean i've completely fell in love with medicine and by the time i'm i was i finished my fifth year now this year actually I kind of knew what I wanted to specialize in because I had like a taster in all of the, you know, specialities like in pediatrics, where you're dealing with kids, in uh, psychiatry, when you're dealing with mental mental disorders, in internal diseases, in surgery. I kind of got like a perspective on, you know, it's like when you go on YouTube and you type a day in the life of a of a general surgeon. Mm-hmm. I had that for each speciality, and I just imagined myself five years in the future. And um, I, I saw myself in certain fields, and I didn't see myself in certain certain ones.
1: So, so what is the specialism
2: then? Oh, uh, you're making me spill the beans, right? Uh, <laughs> for me, I, I want to go into psychiatry, but I guess it's the social life that I'm going to have from it, and the, the fact that I actually find psychiatry really interesting, um, especially with today's society. I feel like uh, you know, mental disorders and mental illness it's quite taboo people don't really want to talk about it you know t- depression is a lot in the news people know a lot about this but in general other mental disorders is are not really discussed you know when you think of uh you know a serial killer or a psychopath, you're like yeah this guy's schizophrenic but it's quite the contrary actually you know schizophrenic patients don't really do much much killing it's really quite rare um, but yeah, I mean, psychiatry for me is is the one that I feel like I have a lot of passion for. And
0: you know, you know, I do mental health law, right?
2: Really? Yeah, you know mental... oh, I,
0: I, I have. To, I have to sit in hearings constantly and argue with you psychiatrists. Oh, so <laughs> how do you find that, soon, <laughs> man? I, I I love it. You you know what I'm like, man. I love to argue. But <laughs> I completely agree. What what you're saying, it's it's so true. People love to discuss how how important depression and anxiety are and they are the obviously the most common common mental disorders yeah. but um with, with with my work like people you you don't you don't really hear people in outside of the mental health circles talking about catatonic schizophrenia talking yeah. about paranoid schizophrenics it's like it's 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 so taboo and because they get so marginalized and i think that kind of discussion needs to be had because a lot of the people that i deal with used to have a normal life before and then their life got ruined and because of the the social outlook refused to accept their own reality as well which is quite difficult mm-hmm but psychiatry is a big psychiatry is a big topic psychiatrists yeah um, responsible clinicians have are some are living some of the easiest lives out there man. <laughs> they, 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 securing some of the biggest bags securing yeah. big bags they 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 have such they have such an easy timetable obviously they they're the ones who actually have to make the big decisions in terms of pa- um, patient care yeah but they're i think compared to Maybe I'm wrong, but compared to other doctors, they have a lot easier lives, right?
2: Definitely, definitely. So, you know, if you look at a surgeon, I, I'll give you an example of um, one of my uh, assistant professors in, in in the surgery ward. You know, when I walked into his office, the guy had a bed in his office. And that's when you know, like, Yo, geez, this guy's sleeping in the hospital. And I asked him, you know, when did you go home last? He goes, he hasn't been home in 36 hours. It did, done in like a 36 hour shift, not back to back, of course, but it taken like, small sleep naps, you know, like a four or five hour break and then done another se- uh, um, shift. So that's what you're dealing with if you're a surgeon and you've got to really love what you're doing to do that. I wouldn't do it. I mean, for me, it's too much, but, you know, you've got to commend them for doing it. But don't get it wrong as well because when you think of medicine, you're thinking about saving lives or and you might say to yourself, how will the psychiatrist save life? You know, <laughs> how are you going to say, you're not going to do open heart surgery and save someone's like, you're not going to do that
0: psychiatrists well, save lives
2: though. You do save lives. Imagine someone who's a 50-year-old man or woman, let's say, who decides to commit suicide and take their own life because of depression, which is something that we see a lot because of you know these new TV shows like Love Island, right? Mm-hmm. Every year, there's one Love Island star that kills himself, and they're like 20, 30 years old. So as a psychiatrist, you need to look at it as, Rest if you deep. do the right intervention and you know, treat their mental disorders and prevent that suicide, someone who was going to die at 30 years old is now not going to die at 30 years old and is going to roughly die at the uh, average age expectancy for his background and his, you know, gender. So, mm-hmm. like, let's say 75. So, you've given this man how many years now? 45 years extra to live?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you are saving lives, uh, but it's just, you know, those things you need to take into account. Your social life is very important, your family life. Um, and I believe those, those, those are important aspects when you're choosing your speciality. I, I,
0: have a, I have a big beef with psychiatrists, man. <laughs> well, what is <was> that? <laughs> me, me, and psychiatrists are always at war. You guys are too cautious, man. You got to tell me why you guys are so cautious.
2: Yeah, everything can come and literally bite you in the bite you in the backside. Um,
0: you guys never want to discharge yeah. patient. You never want to do. You always want to just yeah. keep patients detained, man. You got you guys. I get angry when I talk to psychiatrists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh so
1: my my last my last my last sort of question for Ash though. Yeah. For Medi, sorry, 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 people. Ash is the uh, the gang member name. <laughs> 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 I have I have a question for Mehdi. So you're in your final year, yeah. Right. Suppose a young listener has listened to this podcast, and you've just opened up the fact that they can go and study um, medicine in Europe if they just missed the requirements to study medicine in the UK, um, how easy would it be for you to sort of come back and then chase your
2: dreams for psychiatry? So any, not necessarily if you've just studied in Europe, let's say if you're a doctor in Europe, that's yeah. scenario. Um, to come back, uh, you basically need to go to the GMC. So the GMC stands for the General Medical Council. So these are the guys basically who tell you you're allowed to work They look at your degree. Where did you get your degree from? Is it like the same as the uh, UK is it equivalent? And if it is, which normally is the case uh, you just literally come back and slot straight into the NHS. So you've seen yourself when you go to the hospital, how many doctors from Eastern Europe do you see? How many doctors from different countries you see? It's the same case basically.
1: Oh, So, so you know, prior to you leaving, though, did you did you do any uh, GNC research?
2: Of course. I mean, it would have been naive of me to basically do something without looking into it. So before I left, I phoned the GMC. Uh, they asked me what university I was going to study in. I told them and they just put it in the database. I think you can also check it yourself on their website. And it basically just ticks off what unis they accept, which is almost every uni in the European Union. And uh, yeah, when you come back, your degree is equivalent to someone who's studied in the UK. So imagine you got the same degree, um, you need less requirements, you know, it's a no brainer. If you're really passionate for it, then go for it. Uh yeah,
1: I, I just need I just needed that verbalized.
2: Yeah. For for the youth, I just I just needed to hear you say that. Yeah, so they could hear you say that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and also the benefit of studying in Europe is your uni fees are much cheaper than they are in the UK. So I don't know, in the UK you're paying like what nine nine and a half grand a year. I think it's maybe more now. Whereas in Bulgaria you're paying, um, you know, I think it's like six when you convert it, six and a half thousand pounds a year. So it's like eight thousand euros. Um, but you might say, okay your uni degree is six years, whereas in the UK is five. But when you do six years, you get a higher degree. So you, you're actually becoming an MD, which is uh, a master's. Whereas in the UK, it's a BSc honours. So it's, it's a bachelor's in, in surgery and medicine. Um, and to add to this, your actual living expenses in, in Europe or in, let's say in Bulgaria is much cheaper than they are in the UK. I have a friend who's studying in Plymouth and he's paying £110 a week to have a bedroom with, uh, you know, it's an suite, but he's sharing the, kitchens, the kitchen with like six other people and he's paying £110 a week for that. Whereas I'm paying around £230 a month, which is like 250 euros you mean a week? for, a, no, a month. It's, it's crazy to believe. I mean, £230 a month for a one bedroom you're, apartment. You're lying. And
0: 230 it's... a month.
2: Yeah, I swear, I swear to God, yeah, it's like uh it's modern. There's nothing, you know, shady about it. It's it's in the center. Hold up, hold up, hold, up, the hold up, hold
0: up. up. Two thirty times twelve divided by fifty two. Fifty three pound a week. Yeah. No. How
1: big? How how big a shoebox could I get in London for that? Listen, you, you,
0: you, listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can live in a duffel bag, a really nice duffel bag.
1: <laughs> a really nice Jeez. duffel bag. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I could not get Crazy. a shoebox
0: didn't it. Definitely not a Nike shoebox. Not not a Nike shoebox. Yeah. Fifty three pound a week.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And not only this, but imagine like your student life in general. Um, it's very cheap. Uh, you you can go to the cinemas. Uh, I'm talking like good cinemas, like an IMAX. You'd spend like with your student card, it'll probably cost you like £350, £4. But yeah, like the whole picture is much cheaper to live there. And the whole uni experience, uh, like from my point of view, it's it's amazing compared to if you're studying in the same cities you're living in or if you even move to another city. It's like I've made friends from Germany, from Italy, from Spain. I've been to Germany. I've learned German Um apart from, you know, du bist du. uh Duaalbisto. Du. Oh, ich bin, i been 24 years old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit. All right. You speak German too. All right. Okay. I have an important question for you, Ash, actually. Have, have you had a sort of important mentor in your life or some kind of important guidance in your life, which helped shape your decision making or anything like that? Because me and Mark have discussed this as well. But me personally, I've had a quite key mentor in my life, which helped a lot of the decision process decision-making process and helping me sort of get connected properly have, have you had anything like that or do you think would you recommend anything like
2: that um do you mean decision making um career-wise or decision making life-wise
0: i mean all of it really because a mentor is essentially a life mentor aren't they
2: yeah it's true um I guess the most important thing, you are the product of your surrounding. So who you surround yourself with is very important, I believe. Love that. Um, if you look at our circle, so, you know, the friends that we were in sixth form, was in school, pretty much all of us went to university. Mm-hmm. And we were the very select few who did go f- to university from the school. I mean, um, none of us really became gang, gang bangers or whatever, you know. Uh, so you're... you're, you're- Allegedly. Yeah, I mean Beat for yourself. Eh. I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, like, well, your circle of friends is very important, Um, but it also does come back to your family. So, what is the input from your family? Uh, are they supportive of you? Um, and your own judgment, I guess. Uh, for me, I guess I would I just say it's a, a combination of the th- you know the three: so yourself, your family, and your friends. If you if you're on the same level of thinking, then it's it's a good way. So, if you if you want to be a doctor, for example, but you're chilling with someone. I don't know, he doesn't go to college, who's just wasting his life away. Um, I don't think uh, all of your friends, let's say, are like that. Then you're going to, they're going to, I don't want to say drag you down, but you're going to be almost, you're going to end up as the same as them, basically. Crabs
0: in the bucket, man. Yeah. What what is it they say? You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So try and be the better. If you feel like you're the, I don't want to say the best, but the if you feel like you're the odd one out, remain the odd one out.
1: Not, but if remain you like, not rem- remain, yeah. If you feel like you're the odd one out, the only one trying to do something in your circle, you have to remain that. You can't then fit in with uh, the.
2: I would say pull yourself out that circle. That's the. Would- as well but definitely get out that circle get out that mm, circle yeah. one, like because you're only going to be if you're if you feel like you're the best one in that circle and i don't want to use that word best because it's quite subjective um then pull yourself out and go with a new group of friends because they are going to pull you down and i've seen it with my own eyes and that like it's the same with study sessions like sometimes i don't know you can relate you can go back to your uni days but say for example if you knew you had to do i don't know let's say a five hour revision study session. But you only got one hour. One hour out of it. You, uh, well, what I would do would uh, w- I would call a friend who I know I've done more, more than than more than him. He would say, "Yeah, I didn't do nothing," and I'd feel, you know, instantaneously like feel better about myself because I knew he'd I'd done more than him. You but, know,
0: unfortunately, I I was that friend.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's
0: quite it's quite it's quite unfortunate. I I'm not a great student. It's just I'm a <laughs> I'm a very. Uh, 24 hours 36 hours before the exam deadline okay you
2: agree with my point right
0: i definitely agree with your point it's crab theory it's you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket anytime yeah. one crab tries to get out the other crabs pull it down mm. and if for example it's it's it, what 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 it is what what, it, what it's saying essentially is if you have this friend group and you are the odd one now and you are the one who has visions that are greater again subjective word but in in your in your own personal opinion visions that are greater than the people who are around you you're going to find it very difficult to make those visions materialize exactly if you stay in that group exactly and it's so i guess sometimes a crab can get out we're one of the crabs in with teeth and we got out but it's not easy
2: yeah but we were surrounded by i'm saying we were yeah we, so uh, I, 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 we I, i'm that.
0: using i'm using the the larger the larger um community as the example there but again in your personal life if you're spending most of your time with people or communicating mostly with people who aren't like who haven't got a vision that aligns with yours eventually either they'll come to your side or you'll come to their side and if there's more of them then it's more likely that you join their side exactly
1: yeah lovely that's love that's love that's some lovely stuff thank you man no problem. Ash? Medi, I'm sorry. <laughs> Medi, I don't know. Ash, Ash just rolls off the tongue. It, be, like, it I, really I does think, roll off the tongue. I, I think when you become a doctor, I, I'm going to call you Dr. Ash. Like, I would hope when I get to your hospital...
0: Listen, um he's gonna, be, a, he's gonna be paging he's, Dr. Ash. He's gonna be a psychiatrist. You're hoping you'd never go to his hospital. <laughs> bro, yeah,
2: bro. I, yeah, I, I,
0: I love psychiatrists
1: yeah. because one of my mentors was a psychiatrist. So I you know what, sim, I might have to join their side and have an issue with you for hating psychiatrists.
0: But listen, I, I don't I don't hate psychiatrists. I have a what do they call um, uh, um a professional uh, distaste, not distaste, I've I a professional beef <laughs>
1: a <laughs> professional <laughs> beef okay. i don't know what to call it well that's it that's in that's in oxford dictionary yeah
2: any nine out of ten psychiatrists that you meet they're, they're quite weird though i'm not gonna, like from my personal opinion oh guys Prop. i'm not even lying they're legit uh, weird <laughs> i'm just saying that they're legit weird and that but you might put yourself in this case here you're a patient your psychiatrist is wham how intimidated are you to feel <laughs> then he comes at you with like so twenty inch biceps in it.
1: Wait, guys, I have to clarify here. Uh, Ash is, is, Ash is a warrior the, class. He's one
0: of the biggest people you'll ever meet <laughs> in your life.
1: <laughs> uh, Ash is a
0: warrior class child. Do you know, just for context, Ash, how big were your biceps at sixteen?
2: bro, it was older than my age and I was literally 16 years old with like 18 or 17 inch arms like, and then it got to the point it was like 22 at one point when I was like 18. If, Wait, if, can, if this can, guy... Can,
1: can we, can we... So, so after this podcast, can we then... um. Can can we bring up the old YouTube video of when Ash had a calendar shoot? Can we just like, just oh, leave that link? Oh, I
0: forgot about the calendar shoot. Where, yeah. What gym was that in? Oh, definition. Definition. Yo. Yeah. Ash, you know what? You know what? For the people, yeah. Whenever, I, whenever I'm at the gym and someone's trying to coach me, I always tell them I was coached by like a serious guy. So I know how to do <laughs> all the exercises. Bro, you're the one who coached me the first time I went to the gym. I know my form is immaculate for everything because of you, bro.
2: Nah, it's good, man. It's good. But to be fair, I've been slacking though because of exams recently. Because of Corona, I'm still scared to go to gyms. So I'm, I don't know. Like I'm trying to do some some home workouts, but I don't really consider it a workout. But yeah. Listen, listen, yeah. Medi.
0: We appreciate you coming out today. And I'm telling you honestly, from you're 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 one of, you're one of my very good friends from back from from back then, I guess. <laughs> nah. And I read, I really <laughs> admire what you've done. Moving out to Bulgaria, bro. Nah. Nah, Medi, we believe in you. That's crazy.
1: We we, be, we believe in you. You know what I, mean?
2: I need to make the gang prouder. Huh?
1: Yeah, we of course, we yeah.
0: we really believe in you, man. Right. When we, when you come back to the UK, just when you uh, whichever hospital you work at, let me know. So, me and you don't ever argue. <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, if they, if they put you across the table from me, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I'm just basic. I'm just basic. We appreciate you coming down, man. Very much. It was a pleasure.
1: All right. So, again, people, you can find the Find Your Hustle podcast on all platforms. Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Radio, Public, Is it pronounced Marketcast. Breaker? I think it, I, it must be Breaker. It can't be Breaker. In my head, it's, it says Breaker. No, nah, it's it's, uh, it's more like Breaker, like Breaker Box, like Switchbox. I'm thinking like Tracy Beaker, is it? <laughs> no, but it has, it has an R symbol yeah so the r
0: changes how the e and the a is that
1: yeah yeah breaker as in it's a breaker box it's a switch box it's oh it's... oh yeah that's you a... see that's you a... were never <laughs> third world third world so you don't know about that <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> it's a breaker oh, box cool. when the light goes out you gotta flip the switch on your breaker oh that ones now oh. yeah <laughs> don't, don't worry about that yeah so okay. find us on all platforms guys tell, tell them where reviews. to find us on the
0: socials man tell them where to find us on the socials
1: on the socials uh at find your hustle podcast on Instagram, uh, find on Instagram if you want to check out the job board, uh, at FYHJobs on Twitter, find your UK on Facebook, findyourhustle.co.uk on LinkedIn, and findyourhustle.co.uk on the World Wide Web. On the World Wide Web. So, Sam,
0: can I get an ad lib, please? Bow! Live your passion, find your hustle. Peace out, peoples. Till next time.
1: You've been locked in to Find Your Hustle with Mark McCourty and
0: Sim here. Catch you next week.